you only have one camera angle. That's all you can go off of. It's my word against their word. They weren't standing there. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to a very quick and dirty, well, not dirty, not quick, it is dirty, but it's right after the Farmers Insurance Open. I'm Jerry Lou. This is the Bomb Squad Podcast. With me, as always, is Matt Schmitty Schmidt. What up, guy? Not very much. Not very much. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I, we always talked about how we were going to do an emergency podcast immediately after a tournament if Tony Finau won. And mm-hmm. uh, can't get his name out of my mouth. I can't wait to uh, poop all over his uh, his cleanly made sheets. But um, who's the quote? I'm going to have to go with Patrick Reed. <laughs> I, I googled all the Patrick Reed quotes. They were all really long, and that was the shortest one. I'm sitting there going, like, isn't this too goddamn obvious? <laughs> oh, so, so yeah. Patrick Reed has just won the NCAA championship and the USA Amherst in the same year. And he's uh, decided to go pro. I'm kidding. <clears throat> Patrick Reed has just won the farmer's insurance golf tournament in La Jolla, California. Uh, the, uh, at Torrey Pines South course really shows its teeth. The North course is beautiful and the scores reflected that beauty as such. But uh, my God, I, uh, I missed the last little bit, Smitty, about the back nine. I just checked the leaderboard before we started recording the final leaderboard, and uh, much to the chagrin of the wife and I, uh, we well, I don't care. I mean, she she's just a good soul, and she doesn't like Patrick Reed, but uh, he won by five, the only person to remain in double digits under par. Don't know what happened to Hovland. I mean, where the hell is he? Uh, Smitty, did, before we get into the controversy, what were your overall thoughts about the tournament before the obvious kicks in? Yeah, um, a big tournament, obviously. It, it is the, it kind Dude. of the huge it's it's usually where tiger starts his uh season um tiger i believe is a six or seven time champion um but also with tory pines hosting this year's u.s open it's a great way for players who are expecting to qualify to obviously become familiar with at least the layout the greens things like that obviously a a green or a sorry a june um setup uh, and weather will play pretty different than what it does now in uh, late january but uh Overall, a great tournament going into today. I, I kind of said to myself, you know what? I'm just going to kind of dedicate the second part of my day to sitting on the couch, um, being more active on Twitter. And I, I did throw out early uh, to yourself at Jerry Lou Looper on the old Twitter machine. Um, you know, what would it take for a female versus the field bet? Um, the day started, we had Patrick Reed at the top. We had uh, Xander creeping in there. We had Victor Hovland. We and had John nobody, Xander, Xander, not even me out loud, but in the back of my mind, it's like I'm waiting for him to creep up and win so I can be like, wow, good surprise. We, we thanks to his bright shirt, we had a Roy Sabatini uh, sighting this weekend. We had Adam Scott. We had Rory <laughs> McIlroy. We had Ryan Palmer. Um, and of course, we had Tony Finau as well. And uh, gearing up for the day, you know, a lot of excitement, a lot of big names, big tournament. Um, and what it turned into was basically, um, a saga of drama, which stemmed from Saturday afternoon. So I, I guess, where would you like to start? Do we want to talk about the tournament? Do we want to talk about today? Do we want to talk about the finish? Do we want to talk about what happened on Saturday at the farmer's insurance open? What is there to talk about other than, um, reads, what have you on Saturday. And then the, the part that you told me about 16 today, which I was, I said, take notes cause I was driving home and I couldn't watch. So, I mean, 
what what is there to really hide? The winner is the guy we're going to talk about in terms of all his controversy and his uh, shenanigans and whatnot. But what else is there yeah. to cover? There, well, nobody, you nobody, know what? Rallied, nobody stuck around. Nobody really yeah. made struck. Guess what? The best round today, the winner. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yep. Great point. Um, there were two sixty sixes today. Luke List, uh, Francesco Molinari, well, both finished T ten, but. But yeah, um, out of the top 10 players that started the day, yes, Patrick Reed shot a, a four under 60, uh, 68, sorry. Um, really, maybe may have not been his best ball striking day. Uh, but if I can, you know, of the compliments, I can give Patrick Reed as a golfer. I, I, I guess I'll preface this. I, I separate Patrick Reed into two beings. There's Patrick Reed, the golfer, and there's pa- Patrick Reed, the human being. Mm. And I, I mm. think we'll obviously dive into this more with what happened mm-hmm. this week and, and what's happened in his past. Um, but um, what I will say about Patrick Reed, the golfer is just the dirtiest set of hands. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> that, you, that, hey, Hey, stop being so goddamn ambiguous. You got to make a point. Eventually quit right uh, here with all these uh, good, bad puns. Come on. I, I'm, I'm talking about Patrick Reed, the golfer here, and he wrote his yeah, short game. Are you? <laughs> he wrote his short game, um, impeccable wedge play, chipping, scrambling, putting, um, you know, it, it, from what I saw as well, a, a good driving week, hit a lot of fairways. Um, he's a but, good golfer. Uh, he's, he's a damn near five-tool player if you only hit it a little further, but, he, but you don't need yeah. that. You don't have to be a bomber to win. I mean, you won't, you'll never get on this damn show, but. Yeah, and. And something that, you know, the, the commentary and the broadcast was, was hinting on earlier in the week, yesterday and the day before, um, was about his swing changes, working with, I'm not sure if it's a new coach, but he was doing a lot of talk about, you know, he's becoming more comfortable. He's still not really there yet, but he's getting a better feel for his golf swing for the first time. Um, and that obviously bodes well for, for his future in, in terms of results, as he doesn't really think that he struck it that well. And I think his iron play numbers would reflect that, but obviously his short game is world-class top five in the world. Um, And kudos to him for closing out a tournament when everybody else around him basically faded away. So I just, um, that will be possibly the title of this episode. I'm going to tease it because people, this, I hate people when play, they play devil's advocate and I don't do with Patrick Reed. Like I said, I'm, I was caddying today with a friend of mine and he, we were talking about QAnon stuff. And I told him like, to be honest, dog, I think I just found out what that meant really like a week ago. And in the mm-hmm. end, I still don't besmirch any, like, I am so good at not taking a stance in a position that I feel like I can ride all parties and all sides. And, and I, and I do it in a friendly manner, which is like, Oh, I feel like I'm Ben Franklin walking around where it's like, you don't know what I'm politically oriented at, but everyone loves me and I party with everybody. So who cares? So I don't want to, gaslight people by saying something incredible but i got a as i'm writing this down i got a pretty good uh pretty good hot take about um and a comp for patrick reed that i think can only blow your socks off but we'll get to it in a second i mean let's before we get back to the winner here and which is obviously gonna we're gonna cover a lot of fun stuff and, and good we're not we're not sitting here kicking a dead horse folks where i feel like we're actually a couple of unqualified uh bystanders who are in earnest, doing our best to do a forensics examination, both on the mm-hmm. sociological aspect of the fella and the situation, and also literally what happened. Because I've only seen the video a couple times, and I didn't really break it down as much as other people did. But I still kind of, you can fill me in on some gaps, and because I, I kind of have, I've developed a feeling from his uh, situation on Saturday that with Patrick Reed, where a lot of people are not necessarily against him on it, but we can all agree, damn it, it had to be him again. It had to be this guy in the same spot. But uh, let's talk about Tony the Paper Tiger. 
versus the field for a second. Um, did you watch him? How did he play? I, I did watch him, and I actually tweeted at you after a front nine three under uh, 33, which I believe got him at the time to uh, – what did he shoot on the back? He was even, so he was nine under. At that point in time, he would have been right around um, one or two behind because yes. Patrick Reed ended up eagling the par five six. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of catapulted him and, and maintained, yeah, that was Jerry Lee. That was not me. Um, no, Matt and, has and kind of, <laughs> and catapulted him into, uh, what ended up being a lead that he, he wouldn't, um, relinquish, but, um, Tony ends up making the turn, you know, he, he's in contention, uh, one or two behind three putts, the par four tenth. So he ends up three putting from 13 feet. So obviously that's not great. Comes, comes back and birdies the par three 11th. He then birdies the par five 13th and then three putts from again, 13 feet on the par four 14th hole. So at that point he's done. He then comes down the 18th hole, goes for it and two from the fairway. Uh, I believe it was the same club that he hit in the water on the back nine going for a par five and two last week. Um, where was last week again at the, uh, the American express, but uh, ends up puking in the water again, ends up T two, but again, just a typical Tony Finau. I'm in contention, but I'm not threatening to win the golf tournament performance out of him. So I, I, I don't really understand the whole paper tiger thing. I believe it's because he's not a real tiger. He's not one to, but I, know, I'll let, do you know what that you, uh, a paper tiger? I, I don't know. It's I, I don't I don't I'm probably not gonna get like I'm only gonna get ninety five percent of it right, but um Bill Burr's latest comedy special is called Paper Tiger and I think it has to do with the whole like showing force and intimidation or whatever, but like not backing it up. Mm-hmm. Something to a certain degree like that where it's um not necessarily deception, but it's just like it, it's an illusion, something that's not there. Whatever. I mean it's but it's but it's meant to it's more of like meant in the intimidation realm, so to speak, where it's just like uh I think they use that term like in warfare or whatever, when a country like had like a really good propaganda machine, but didn't have like the, the uh, soldiers or the tanks to back it up. They were like, Oh, like, like how America treated North Korea 20 years ago. We're like, what a paper tiger. I mean, yeah, they could stick a nuke in a washing machine and launch it 300 yards off the coast of their country. That's the best they can do. <laughs> Things are different now, but I mean, that's kind of how we were, t- we're like, like, yeah, go ahead and keep chirping. Yeah. Like sticks and stones. You literally have sticks and stones. Go break my bones. Come on. But, uh, that's paper tiger for you. So that's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some things to stick, you know, Tony, the paper tiger. Now, why not? He wears Nike. It, it, it all, it all works. I mean, you'll, you'll catch on much like how you're starting to watch TV shows. You'll catch on. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah. So just another lackluster back nine Sunday for Tony Finau, which obviously is a, it, it doesn't surprise us. It, it, it's basically, he Look, I, took a T2, cashed I, I another for, half million bucks. I forgot to, well, I don't know. There was like five guys that took T2. So you got to whack that up like a bunch of people got the same lotto numbers. But fair enough. I, I genuinely felt the only reason why, because I, 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 I'm one of those guys who's, like I said, let's stop talking about speed. Let's stop talking about Finau. The only reason why I exhumed his golf corpse for this tournament was somebody back on Tuesday or Wednesday uh, showed off his stats at the farmers for like the last three or four years. And they were impressive stats, but that just made me like kick over the table, pick up my phone and go, Hey guys, I see another T three or T four around the corner. So get, so that's why like I planted my flag essentially in the ground for the start of the tournament. And my only thing was Finau is not going to win this tournament. I don't care where he places. 
nobody's nobody's giving me any evidence to prove that he could break through or just say, hey, look where he goes. It's like Louis Oosthuizen, dog. You, you've seen me go round and round with that. So so yeah. that's that was my whole my whole float in my parade this weekend was of like, oh, I, I said Tony Fina, whether anyone cared or not. It's like, I said Tony Fina wasn't going to win at all. Doesn't matter how good he does there. Yeah, and, and it's funny you bring up the name Louis Eustizen because they, they did play a graphic yesterday on the broadcast, which was, I believe, um, most top five or top ten finishes since your last PGA Tour victory. Um, and I believe second on that list was Louis, Louis Eustizen. So, it, it yeah, there's yeah, a lot of comparisons taken, there. But taking five to ten years of this crap from us as spectators fans and trying to make money off gambling on these guys we're allowed to call it crap these guys are very yeah. successful golfers who will fly at a very high level and be zillionaires and their families and their families families are going to be very well taken care of but if mm-hmm. we're going to sit here and talk about who's the goat who has the best resume who's the best right now you gotta win fucking tournaments and that's what i said last week right it, eventually tony has to just go out shoot a number and and win the tournament but <laughs> It never happens. So, you know, kudos to Patrick Reed, the golfer, goes out, wins the tournament, walking away. Everybody in the back nine other than Ryan Palmer and Henrik Norlander finished strong. Um, Norlander and, was, a good, was a real good finish. Yeah, I believe that was his – obviously, he's never won on the PGA Tour, so that uh, is his best finish. Ryan Palmer, T2. Xander Shoffley, who uh, – he's right in there in my heart. So no, absolutely. great finish for him, I, I, San Diego boy. Um, he never plays bad on the West Coast swing. Like, I mean, he never plays bad. The majors in the West Coast swing is when uh, X is good. He is very good. Yeah, it's actually funny. He's never played well in San Diego at Torrey Pines, his his it's, hometown. But yeah, I, I, that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and shout out to, is it CW Golf or BW Golf or uh, yes, GW that's Golf? A, that's Craig, uh, C-Dub Golf, a uh, buddy of mine from Carlsbad. Great loop. He's the guy who had, who's uh, in with the director of R&D from Callaway Golf, uh, Dr. Allen. So, gotcha. yeah, cool. cool so, guys, shout, out, uh, shout out to him. Uh, you know, he said, you know, I feel a little 66 from Xander and maybe a win. And, and sure enough, it, it wouldn't have been enough. But, yes, I was rooting for him. Hold on a second. None of it. Let me, let me be fair here. And, and normally I don't do this. Not be fair. Just bring certain things up. But. I introduced that on Twitter, the three of us talking about kudos to Shoffley, and I always had my eye on him. You know I hate hearing that name because I'm just kind of like, yeah, I know, he's going to win a bunch. Just quit cramming it down my ear hole. It it will happen. I'd rather watch uh, Bubba Watson or blah, blah, blah. But I was the one that put both of you in the tweet, and I did broach that. So it's not like he was sticking his nose into everything or like, or you were, or like nobody's trying to gaslight anybody. I just essentially stood up and said, you know what, I would have been crazy if I, I should have said something Wednesday night saying, I don't want to say it, but watch out for Xander. But I didn't want to put some like reverse jinx into the atmosphere to make him actually win the whole thing. I'd be like, cock. I mean, nothing. To, Xander Shopley is like the greatest guy. I don't care if he wins. Like, mm-hmm. it's, one of, like it's like John Rahm. It's like, I'm sure he's going to win majors eventually. So I really don't yeah. care. Crap second. I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, bringing up John Rahm again, another Callaway staffer, um, solid finish. He's, he won there in 2017, um, ends up shooting a 72, 72 on the weekend. So, so really didn't do much. And I, I guess the play watching him, um, he, 
he had been losing it a little right. And, and again, great, great broadcast this weekend. I, I'd say a step up over previous seasons. Um, they were talking about him making a little bit of a swing change, just in terms of setup, moving the, his, his ball position a little bit forward. And then today I noticed, you know, he, uh, of the drives he misses, um, he was hitting those poles when he kind of hits that nice little pull cut that kind of just bleeds yeah. back into the fairway. So yeah. clearly, obviously just went through a major equipment change. He's getting used to new things and, and I'm sure that'll, uh, that'll play itself out. But uh, again, a top 10 finish T7 for John Rahm. Um, Victor oh. Hovland just kind of stumbled yeah. down the stretch. Um, struggled yesterday to a six seventy three. sorry. Uh, I believe he started the day. I want to say three shots back and, and had it going at times today. Um, well, so what, because he was, as I was leaving work, I had just sent out those tweets saying who isn't rooting for Hovland right now with the RR and he got a lot of funny uh, jokes out of it or whatever. Um, the best yep. one was, from, uh, Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff EM at <laughs> Jeff Mark, he's the one who said, um, Anthony Kim. And I thought I'm like, that's funny. But then he uh, sent me a Sooners gif and I'm like, I get it now. That's rolling deep, baby. But that um, is so good. Good. Good for you, Jeffy. I know you're not listening, but thank you. But uh, but ultimately, explain to me what happened to Hovland. Like, you want to talk about like the uh, the Andy floating away in the sumo suit? Like uh, Victor, where in the hell is he? Like, I he was the one person who was supposed to take down Preed, and he didn't. What happened? Yeah. So uh, again, strong front nine from him. He shoots a four under thirty-two. Um, comes out on the back nine, hits a, hits a great shot into number ten. So number ten and number twelve, two very long, difficult par fours at Torrey Pound South. Um, I believe he hits a six iron Hovland into ten. He hit it to about. Um, well, you know what? I've got it up right here, so I might as well look at it. He hit it to. Oh, that's not right. It says 42 feet. Maybe it's number 12. There we go. Number 12. Hits it to 15 feet, 5 inches. Um, it didn't really sniff the hole. Makes par there. Um, and that's when I tweeted, you know, he needs to make this birdie putt. Um, he uh, ends up missing it. Then he goes to the 13th hole. Uh, hits it to 5 feet. And he has 5 feet for birdie. He, I said he needed that birdie putt. He clearly missed that one as well. You turned um, it around. Twitter, like every eight minutes, you're like, he, he needed this birdie putt. He needed this birdie putt. It's yeah, like, he, like, oh my he God. did. Matt, Matt he, Snap, he turned into Howard Hughes all of a sudden. So he, he makes a couple of birdie putts there, and he's essentially tied for the lead at that point. Uh, or would have been. Oh, so he was. Okay. Yeah, he would have been had he made those oh, two birdie putts. Um, and then he drives into fairway bunker on 14 and same thing as yesterday, pulls it long left down the slope into the hazard. There's a little bit of a, not drop controversy, but, um, you know, dropping it on a slope rolling, he had to call over a rules official, um, then goes up to, um, or sorry, I believe he drove it in the rough, had to hack out, uh, it makes bogey on 15 and then inexcusable, like went to knock in a three footer on 17 and missed it. Uh, so he ends up shooting a three over 39 the back nine just kind of falling back into the field um, and never really pushing Patrick Reed down the stretch when Reed wasn't having his best ball striking day like I mentioned earlier and he was scrambling and getting up and down it just happened to be that you know Hovland never took advantage of the opportunities that his irons gave him then he made a couple of critical critical errors coming down the stretch and he's still young he has a couple of wins already but he's still very young and learning how to do this week in week out um but you know overall a strong showing just didn't play well coming down the back nine i didn't write this down but since uh, you said hovland i started thinking of good amateurs did, did you see my uh Strafacci trash talk on twitter a couple I, days? i did i i didn't even realize he was playing in the tournament 
I didn't either. See, this is what I do, like, right about, like, Friday night or after the cut uh, or, like, Saturday morning. I'll always look at, like, you know, the first couple pages of the leaderboard. Then I'll always scroll down to the bottom to see the, D, the like, the uh, like DNPs or the WDs or the DQs or, like, who happened to shoot, like, oh, 72, 82, like, Matt, Ev- we'll call it the Matt Every uh, zone. And mm-hmm. uh, and I saw right there Strafacci with the A behind his name. And I just chuckled. I was like, oh, eight over. But that prompted me to uh, put up that tweet saying, I wonder if his daddy was his caddy this uh, this weekend because his dad was, his father was uh, strapping for him at the US Amateur and everyone hated that guy. It's funny. I was around that guy a lot and I have a lot I can say about him, but I really don't because I'm like, eh, I don't care. But I got people who are like, very opinionated against what I have to say, like coming up to me on Twitter saying like, oh, that guy's a piece of shit, huh? I, I, that guy's a total piece of shit. I'm like, okay, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, Frank, that's what, hashtag Frank. I mean, I put hashtag miscut, hashtag welcome to the show, hashtag Frank. And then, uh, this guy, J.B. Meacham, uh, bandanista and and whatever fellow, uh, like, uh, I don't know if he listens to the show or not, but I mean, he's a kind of, he banters with us on Twitter a bit, but he, uh, he tweeted me and said, I bet Brant makes more money than he does this weekend. Now, granted, amateurs aren't allowed to make money, and that's what Scrafacci was, but I can promise you for a fact, I don't know where Brant was yesterday, but I know he's working today, so yes, no matter what, Brant was going to make more money than Scrafacci was going to make playing in the golf tournament, the guy who won the U.S. Amateur, so blah, blah, blah. That was, I thought that was funny. I said tweet of the year. He was the only one who liked that. I said tweet of the year, which is, which is embarrassing. Like, like I try to endorse some people and be like, this is fucking funny, and the only person who thinks I, who agrees with me is that person. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny that now I scroll down the leaderboard. There were a couple of things I caught early in the week. Uh, Matthew Wolf for the opening round seventy eight. He ended up with a drawing. Um, I think he's hurt. I was I was listening to this will be this will be a quick little uh, uh, dovetail here into it. I finally found a golf podcast that I love listening to. That isn't ours. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I honestly people I have people texting me saying like, or I got a voicemail from a buddy of mine saying like, hey man, what's wrong with the th- your intro music to last week's show? And I'm just kind of like, ah, I just texted Ty saying like, I have no idea because I don't listen to our show. I know where to, but I don't because I hate the way I sound and uh, I trust Ty to make it all work good. But um, uh, there's this fella, um, he does, uh, his name's Kitman and he does From the Fringe uh, podcast. It's a golf podcast it's killer. Like he's a little, he's a little really opinionated, but that's fine. That like the guy has like a lot of the good takes that we all mostly agree with. And he also has this great attitude uh, of, Hey, if you don't like me, mute me or like, don't listen again or fuck off or whatever. And it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, sweet. But he, um, Oh God, he, he brought up something. God, shit. I got a, a sidetrack. What were you saying right before I, I mentioned him? It was uh, Matthew uh, Wolf. Injury. He, he pointed something out because he happened to record a podcast in the middle of round two and I listened to it and he does a lot of fantasy golf and he said something about how he did pick Matt Wolf for this tournament or it was last week he picked Matt Wolf for last week and he didn't do very good and then this week I happened to notice Matt Wolf like uh put up like a squacker and then like had a WD or something not just according to Kit but I think he found out something or he essentially said something that may sound like he knows but I think injury is in the air with Matt Wolf it's not just him. fair enough yeah this guy just doesn't play shitty golf for as weird as his game is that that guy just doesn't all of a sudden start laying eggs. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. just, just that often he can't recover. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Kit from the Fringe, a great podcast. Uh, uh, he, I think I, he might, Matt Wolf might be injured. So. Fair enough, fair enough. So, I, truly, I, I, truly lemonade. It turns out Truly Seltzer makes a, uh, I bought the, uh, ice, the, they make a, what is it, tea? What is it, what's the pack called? We see iced tea pack. And, yes, the peach is delicious. I'm going for the somebody said bloomer said i should try strawberry next what were you about to say i was just gonna say uh a couple more interesting names near the bottom of the leaderboard 
Um, you had Jason Day, Brooks Kepka, not even sniffed the cut line. Um, an interesting one down here, though, was Andres Gonzalez. For people who do not know who Andres Gonzalez is, I encourage you to watch this week's. I'll just preface this with usually when players go on a podcast or, you know, have a, a big interview, something like that, they call it the podcast bump where they tend to play well mm-hmm. the week following. Um, in this case, Andres Gonzalez goes out, shoots an opening round um, 70, but then followed it up with an 87 on Friday to miss the cut. So, um, but for, for those people who want the most down to earth, everyday human being who plays on the PGA tour and has a buttload of talent, go listen to, um, God, I actually can't even think of it. It's the one with Colt Nose and sleaze man, uh, the golf.com, um, man, what is this like chuckles and buckets in the morning? Like a, a morning? He, he, he's like, he was like a mini tour player, never really made it on tour, but oh. he was a professional golfer. He played, um, he, I want to, I want to say he played at, at SMU or something, college golf. Um, but uh, golf.com podcast, uh, go check it out. Andres Gonzalez, just a, a wonderful character in the square box, which PGA Tour golfers are put into. And I think this is a great time to talk about the box that other PGA Tour players can be put into. Hold on. Before you get that, tease that for a second. I do actually have a Gonzo story in that. Um, back in I think we'd all love to hear this because any Gonzo story is a good story. It's, it's, a, it's a very JV, very light story, but it's just funny in terms of his just, I didn't know anything about him or his interactions, but we're, this is the Farmer's Insurance 2015. I'm there with a bunch of my buddies. We were, I think we were there, we went there Friday, so we could just see the most people or whatever. And this is when there were still galleries, believe it or not, folks. Uh, and uh, we, um, I forget one of the holes, I think it was a par three. Andres is walking down the hill off the tee in the rough. And even though there weren't ropes there, there were, but it's like half a dozen of us were like kind of out inside the ropes, kind of walking up the hill and he was walking down and he was just ambling down the hill. And uh, Andres had a banana peel in his hand. And my buddy Rusty was about 10 paces in front of me and like 20 paces inside the ropes, just aimlessly walking up the hill. No big deal. And I, I was just as I was about to say, uh, Rusty, you're about to like, look up, you're about to run into like a golfer, like in his ring. Should we be over like standing 10 feet over here? He, all of a sudden he looks up and uh, Rusty puts his hand out to Andres and Andres like puts his fist up for a bump and, and Rusty's like no 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 give me your banana peel and Andres is like huh he's just like he's just like what I, I thought you were trying to throw it away give me your banana peel and Andres is like okay thanks and walks off and and I'm like Rusty you tried to like give you a fist bump what'd you say he's just like oh I thought he's looking for a garbage can I was just taking his banana peel I'm like good on you Rusty and I I think uh I think like Andres wound up like tweeting about we tweeted him about that later and then he was just like oh yeah that's the guy who took my banana peel it's just like <laughs> okay like I said, so, it's the most heavy story ever, but I was right there like, you just took, you wanted this garbage? What? <laughs> so I, this was not on script. This is completely off script. This is just like freewheeling here. I actually have, have a, I have, I have an Andres Gonzalez local story here from, from Perth, Huron County, Canada, Ontario. Canada, that was, a, that was an Andres Gonzalez impersonator, but go ahead. It was not. So the Canadian <laughs> tour. Uh, used to hold an event called the Seaforth County Classic about 30, 40 minutes just north of, of where I reside here in Stratford, Ontario. Um, Andres, when he was playing the Canadian Tour, I want to say late 2000s, uh, before he actually got his card for the first time, he played. And a member at my club who told me this story, um, very laid back, mellow dude, maybe smokes the whatever you want to call it, uh, has a The band. Hawaiian Broccoli. 
the Hawaiian broccoli. He has a band. He has a garage band, and and it, I, I don't know how it started. I think they met at the bar after. Um, it, this member invited him back to his house to play with his band and, and sure shit. Andres came over to the house later. He's like, like literally, here's my number. If you want to come over and you want to play like in the garage with us tonight, we're having some friends over. You're going to be about 25 people drinking, just having a good time. And sure as shit, that night, you know, whatever time rolls around, Andres Gonzalez pulls up. The sure as shit, the guy that was playing in the golf tournament, here's my number. We're going to be having a good time tonight, pulls up and starts jamming with this member's band. So so just a, a down-to-earth guy, salt of the earth. You, you hear a lot about his story, where he comes from, how he got to where he is today. Um, but yeah, the golf.com podcast, for the life of me, I cannot remember what they call it, but it, it, it's it got Colt Nose and his co-hosts there. Uh, very entertaining, very down-to-earth. So uh, great character. Very, what I would consider, great human being. So... Let's go to our next segment. What do you say, Jerry? Absolutely. Uh, well, essentially, the only other name I wanted to cover in the tournament, we can cover later in something that we can interweave here in terms of we're going to talk about. Well, the biggest thing, as obviously, as Kit says in his podcast, it's like, well, this isn't news. If you're listening to this now, you probably already know what's happening. But ultimately, um, uh, one of the things we're going to not wrap up the show about, but kind of talk about for the rest of the show is uh, some of the biggest cheaters in golf. And now why are we going to do that, Matt? There, something happened with Patrick Reed's round on Saturday. I'm going to let you take over the narration and the dictation because I only feel like I know about two thirds of it. And the more I hear opinion, the more I don't know what was said between the official and Patrick Reed. Go, Mr. Smith. Okay. So let, let's get the full run of the events here. So, um, I'm not sure about Thursday, but Friday and Saturday, it was lift, clean, and place through the green. So um, the players had the ability, due to soft, wet conditions, to lift their ball, clean, and place back to the original place that the ball was. Yes, on yes, the, ten- the rules. So 10th right. hole on Saturday, Patrick Reed drives it in the right fairway bunker, as most people do when coming out of a fairway bunker. Um, you know, you don't have solid footing. You don't rotate as much. You flip it. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, he pulls it. He pulls it short left. And he gets up to the green. So he's short left of the green. He is in a thick, nasty lie. And he ends up getting relief for an embedded golf ball. And this is where the fun begins. So... An embedded golf ball, (laughs) by the rules, is a ball embedded in its own pitch mark. So where the ball originally lands. Wait, now, real quick. In the general area of play, or whatever the terminology is, because that I had that happen to my boy Jack and I in the amateur, where we were trying Mm -hmm. to argue a plug ball, and we were trying to argue that it was in the bunker, and they were arguing it wasn't, or our drop zone wasn't, and those are two different things. That's correct. So in... It has to be in general play, cannot be in a penalty area or a bunker hazard. Yes, you're correct. Uh, It's like a fried egg lie. You don't get relief from a fried egg in a bunker. Um, So in this case, Patrick Reed, um, he asked the volunteer within, I, I don't know, 30 feet, did the ball bounce? Volunteer says no, it did not bounce. So basically what the volunteer and what Patrick Reed are going off is that the ball goes straight into planet Earth, 
Patrick Reed was not there, therefore he asked. I, I correct. I, I, he, he, one he of the ones hit... that was on TV was that we did see him hop once. We'll get to that. Sorry. So Patrick Reed proceeds to lift the ball from the original lie, mm. places it about a club length away, because he is now going to ask for relief from an embedded golf ball, which is, in my mind, ass backwards. If my ball is embedded in planet Earth, I'm not going to lift it out of planet Earth and then ask for relief. I'm going to leave it. In this case, he lifts the ball out of the ground, does not clean it yet under the lift, clean, and place rule, which he's entitled to do. But if he wants relief, he needs to be able to prove that the ball is embedded. So he then asks his playing partners, did the ball bounce? He asks the volunteer, did the ball bounce? Everyone says either I don't know or I didn't see it or no, it did not. He then asks a rule official to come over for the official ruling. And from my perspective, it's very interesting from where the caddy places the bag. You can see a clear cart mark going for, for maybe the more advanced golfers. There's a huge difference between chipping in deep rough with the grain and against the grain, right? Yeah. It, 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 it is, it's a 180 degree difference between how your ball is going to react when you try to chip this ball out. And it was very interesting. I'm looking at these things going, Oh my God, if he gets relief, it's within a club length. I see this tire mark. I'm like, he's going to drop it on this goddamn tire mark and have a great lie. So really the drama is around him asking, did the ball bounce? Which it clearly did because they then go to review. They go to replay and yes, the ball bounces, pitches forward approximately two to three feet and comes to rest in thick grass. And I, I saw that much. And the thing that sucks about that is the boots on the ground, it sounds like, whether they were misinformed or not, misinformed Reed, because obviously he was, what, 150 yards away or something? He didn't have any At least. That's what he was asking. Now, this, this, here's something I, I hate to say, and I don't want to refute your recanting, of, your reviewing of the story, because I feel like either you're leaving parts out or or not addressing or the important part or the most important part. Hold on. In that everything you said makes sense, but I feel like either you're just dressing this all up to get to, which a, a, a deeper issue. I mean, cause honestly what I saw was everything you said was correct, but he got up there and then essentially fiddled with the ball and then called somebody over. But because the, I mean, I saw the rough was deep. I mean, man, that was some hella deep rough. I can only wait and imagine what happens for the U S open, but needless to say, he literally like killed somebody was dusting the prints off the murder weapon and then called the cops essentially like he, only that's why I said and, and I didn't I wasn't even bringing the volunteer into this but we might have to go back to like who saw OJ walk into the apartment before who was in the apartment with OJ so when you have and this is why I'm not siding with the people who are saying the advocacy here for um for Patrick Reed but if it was between, as I've heard the verbiage between Patrick Reed and the rules official it sounded pretty straightforward with the exception of he was finger fucking his ball I don't know how else you're going to figure out what is how to how to work around that situation now but this also brings me to something else that I wrote down here and this is maybe why we keep seeing guys like Patrick Reed or a guy like Patrick Reed or excuse me Patrick Reed in this situation over and over is because like the joke I've heard a lot on Twitter that made me really think was um, they said like, man, this guy isn't even good at cheating. So part of me thinks like, does he even know he's cheating? 
Is he, maybe he is that fucking stupid. I was telling Jennifer before we started the podcast, I said, what if it's one of those situations where he just grew up entitled or conditioned, or he just thought that like, you know, these stupid little liberties that he took were all, my God, dog, I grew up playing at a course where winter rules were year round. I have to catch myself rolling the ball sometimes just out of absent mindedness, because that's how I played Mm -hmm. the first 14 years of my life. So needless to say, I'm always a guy of the volition of it's you're either stupid or a liar. And the cheating side's the liar side. Now, I'm not saying it's like all this evidence means, oh, it can't, you know, he's always in the wrong place, wrong time. Part of me is like, I think he's just putting himself like the guy who thinks he knows English and doesn't need an interpreter, but he's not Ichiro. Like he can't fake his way or be cool about it. It's just like, that's why he's so obtuse. And then we look at his reactions and everyone's like, how could this guy say that? I'm like, well, from his perspective, he, how can that guy feel guilty if he never thinks he's guilty in the first place? Or maybe mm-hmm. he has an altered perception of, I don't want to say the rules, because the rest of his game and the rest of his etiquette and acumen seem pretty sharp, with the exception of having his ball behind, or touching his ball or having his club behind the ball. Now, a lot of people are saying online, it's like, I bet a lot of tour players do it. I'm not going to say they do or don't, but how can we keep talking about Patrick Reed? And it's, it's not because he's the best golfer. He's a damn good golfer, but he's not the best golfer. So I don't know. I don't know how to view there's, this. I'm, I, there's I like many. Claiming, I mean, he's a retard is kind of, I'm not trying to absolve him, but I mean, we might need to readjust our, our, our opinion about him just because, which let's put him on an island and just treat him like, you know, like, like, like the Yeti golfer and just be like, okay, we let him out of the cage to go play tournaments. Then we throw him back on the island and who gives a crap about him? Yeah, it, 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 it's a very deep and layered issue. And I'll, I'll try to explain why. And so when we look at the actual, happening the the action that occurred i i play competitive golf i play in serious amateur competitions where the rules are the rules and i don't know how many times i've had to unfortunately be the bearer of bad news and tell players you know your ball did not cross the hazard you cannot drop green side you have to go back to the other side you i've had to do that i have to be the guy unfortunately to say hey that's not the rule that didn't happen I, and I take some pride not in, in calling it, but but the knowledge of the rule. And I've had in in my own case where I've I've had to play two balls multiple times because I maybe I'm not sure. So if I am going to ask for a ruling in the case of an embedded ball, I'm not going to touch that ball. I'm not going to lift it out of its hole. And that's the first and the main issue that that we've come to here. Now it gets so much deeper than this and peter costas who bless his soul now wait, wait pump your brakes real quick i'm glad you brought that guy up because i've interviewed him before on my old podcast as you may or may not have heard and he told a very distinct story about patrick reed where it's just like at first his ball we could only see a couple of dimples when i was up on the tower then after fiddling with it a bunch i could tell you what the number was on the callaway so so now th- again a much deeper issue we have some pre-existing issues so we have accusations of cheating in college we have video evidence of him scooping sand from behind a golf ball we have video evidence of him oh i'm gonna wedge it out ah maybe i can get a seven iron ah maybe i can get a five iron all of a sudden he's hitting a three wood out of the deepest lie he ever started with because he's been pressing down the grass behind the ball yeah there are these known issues here so again the optics do not look great now, Peter Costas, again, not on that note that you previously mentioned, the PGA Tour is adopting gambling. This is going cool. to be a much deeper issue if and when 
something like this occurs where there is a rules controversy, not only with the prize money of X million dollars, whatever it might be on the line, but now you have this integrity of the tour, the rules official, the player, and the public's money coming into play. Where if you cannot tell me that 100% of the time you are going to enforce the rules as they were written. If I'm betting my money that X player is being scored and rule and, and having rulings basically determined in the same way as they are drawn out for everybody else, then the, the field is not fair. It's not level. That is skewed. That is almost rigged gambling. And you cannot yeah. have that. Oh, of course. No, quick question, because as you brought to my official attention, uh, the gambling and golf thing, are there any major sports, at least North American or otherwise, that uh, gambling is legal or allowed or however you put it? Oh, absolutely. Football, basketball, uh, mainly okay. team so, sports. No, OK, fair enough. But I and, and not to besmirch you, but if we want to have like a nice point counterpoint moment or whatever, I would I was going to say, well, Smitty, that is a, a prevalent in any sport technically that we can gamble on. I mean, so I, I look at I look at it as welcome to golf. It, 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 we could you know what we can compare it more to is like fights like MMA or boxing, because that's yep. more individual where one mm-hmm. person can really decide or dictate on their own. So absolutely. And then, now this is getting back to what you're talking about right now. golf. So so now we get even even deeper because I, I'm not sure if you've heard because you haven't brought it up yet. But the exact same thing happened to Rory McIlroy yesterday on the 18th hole. Hits his second shot in the right rough, laying up, hops. Now, again, I don't have the full story on that, so I cannot comment. I actually heard a rumor that in the search for the original golf ball, that one of the marshals stepped on the golf ball. And that's why Rory got relief, which that completely makes sense. Now, what I've also seen and heard is I've seen the replay of the ball landing in the rough, moving forward. So, and, and I've never played Tory Pines. I don't know if it's a blind shot. I know it's a difficult layup from where these players are laying up just because the narrowing, narrowness of the fairway, the angle. And I believe there's a crest. I, I don't believe you can actually see where the ball's landing. Slight. It's, it's one of those holes where it's not, 18 isn't an insanely long par five, but it's long enough to have just enough contour and feature where you can see that, but you can still almost, I'll be fair. You can still pretty much almost see everything. I mean, I feel like is raised in between itself. So now here's my last layer that I want to get to deeper and deeper, way down deeper and deeper. And this actually just popped in my head. Oh crap. If there are thousands of fans lining the final group on Saturday Mm. and watching Rory, they are all going to see the bounce. It's not so much a matter of, I mean, I do appreciate how we do have wide open spaces. The camera can follow everything. There isn't as much noise or as much riffraff for volunteers to be, or staff to be uh, eyeballing. Uh, Cause I heard Brooks Kepka hit it into a shoe. <laughs> like that was like nearby. He did. Yeah, and, and quote unquote, I ain't picking that ball out of that stanky ass shoe. Quote, he said a lot unquote. of good quotes and then he went on to par the hole too. So Correct. Uh, probably Kepka, but uh, now, now it, Again, a deeper layer is after the fact. Apparently, 
the well-known Justine Reed, Patrick Reed burner account called Use Golf Facts. Is it okay? Is this just known? Because honestly, I did not know anything it, about this account until Wednesday, or no, 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 two days ago. Oh no! Everyone starts blowing me up about it. Yeah. Going, this is like the Bernie to, meme that you were just the first one. I don't know. The, I don't to know. To the people. But as I'm looking at their account, as I'm looking at their account, the followers are going up. It's just like I'm like, oh my god. To to the people deep in the golf knowledge, golf nerdum scene, use golf facts is basically a confirmed Justine Reed burner account. It's confirmed. It It is now confirmed because yesterday this is a red herring. No, no, no. no. I love it, but I do not believe this one bit. Because somebody we're chasing because because yesterday from the Patrick Reed account. The exact same thing was tweeted, retracted, and then tweeted from the burner account. So clearly, whoever's running both of these accounts uh, it has it like on my phone where I have Loudest Looper and Jerry Lou that's, Looper. That's correct. I have to go back and forth because I get notifications. For, okay, okay. That's correct. Now, this is this is, this this, is unfoiling. That, yeah. So Patrick Reed from his official Twitter account calls out Rory McIlroy for the exact same issue on the 18th hole. So this is where, again, we get another layer deeper because Rory McIlroy is also a golfer who two years ago at Liberty National called a penalty on himself when he was trying to remove the smallest little what he thought was rock from a bunker. In removing the rock, it dissolved. It was actually wet sand, which crumbled into the sand, and he called a penalty on himself. And he didn't even have to do that. No. Nobody ever would have known. Nobody ever. So we're not talking apples to apples here. Um, Every rule situation is different. But God bless Patrick Reed, the human being, for creating all kinds of content that is almost endless. Whenever he gets in somebody's good books, I'm in contention, I'm playing great golf, boom, rules controversy. You just, you know it's going to happen. So, And a lot of people say golf needs a heel like this. A heel is more like Seve Ballesteros, where he looks at us and says, oh, shut up, you fat Americans. I don't know why I'm in French just now, but I mean, you get <laughs> But ultimately... See, see. See. But ultimately, that's why I mean, we, it's a known fact that uh, Patrick Reed does not run any of his social media to, uh, uh, accounts. He has his team or his wife and or both. I don't know if she is the team, whatever. I don't besmirch their little air of like, like their trust circle or ring of trust in the circle of trust in the nest and all this stuff. It, it, honestly, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more with more people. Like, I mean, you look at Tony Finau's uh, Twitter account, you look at uh, Dustin Johnson's, and those are two completely different human beings in terms of walks of life, uh, but also very whitewashed, very cookie cutter, very corporate sounding almost. So mm-hmm. to hear all this stuff, like, I mean, I look at like, well, you know what Patrick Reed's doing right now? Literally winning golf tournaments. Like, it just so happens that this dumbass finds himself in the wrong place, wrong time or whatever, or he puts himself in that in those spots. But moreover... This guy, that's why I put out that poll on Twitter a couple weeks ago saying, how many more majors, or I said, how many majors does Patrick Reed finish his career with? Because I, I, even though I put one as an option, I, I also put like two, three, four, or more. I mean, because I mean, this guy has got the goods. And if other people are running your social media department to take care of your bullshit and you can think about whatever you want to, I mean, I'm kind of a little envious in that regard. I mean, what if Matt Kuchar had the same thing going for him? We'd never even hear about the caddy debacle or whatever. I mean, exactly. it's, uh, it's, now, it, 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 it's just this, it's just this, it, it's almost like, the stinky kid in Charlie Brown, there's always that little cloud following Pigpen. around him. Pig pen. Well, that, there's that's, always that's this little cloud. Duffner. That's Jason Duffner for real. So <laughs> he he just looks like just looks like a pig pen. Um the strawberry tea 
is delicious. Thank you, Bloomer. Um, I am going to tease you with my hot Pat Reed take, so okay. I can blow your I can blow your mind, and you can put the little pieces back together and put your big brain back together and 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 get ready for the parachute landing that is this thought. But what if? And nobody could have ever pictured this in say 1960 or the late 1950s. We didn't know Jack was Jack at the time, but what if Patrick Reed is the next Jack Nicholas? I will elaborate in one second, but first, gorsegolf.com makes some kick-ass head covers. I bought a bunch for the wife. I'd buy a bunch for myself if I had the money right now, but my car also broke down. That's not part of the read. I digest. Gorsegolf.com. You can find them on Instagram at gorsegolf. That's G-O-R-S-E golf.com. A caddy buddy of mine. His name's crazy. He is a genius of a caddy and an even better entrepreneur makes these head covers the best most expensive head covers on his website are still only 40 or 50 bucks that's half the price of Seamus's most expensive head covers man I gotta get a better read because I'm trashing a lot of people here but I like it it's always the same now these head covers the best ones they're half the price of Seamus's worst ones in the coupon code if you put bomb squad pod all one word and you get an initial 10% off and crazy knows that we actually have some listeners who need some head covers who are nice golfers. So again, in the coupon code bomb squad pod, all one word gets you initial 10% off an already great product. Uh, also go to clean caddy, visit my boy, Zach over there. They got great. Uh, he sells one product and it's awesome. Honestly, like in the next few months, he's going to get another color line or color scheme going. That's how I don't want to say that's how in the infancy stages his company is like we're putting logos. He's putting logos on stuff. I said, we, I'm sorry. I love you, Zach. Good guy. Uh, clean caddy spell that with a K for both words. And uh, also, if you're part of a private golf club, check out epicgolfclub.com. I'll do better at that once I learn more. But um, if you do that and sign up, I get 800 bucks. It's just, it's just some, something about that. I don't know, that's how it works. And, that, and that's how, what helps us keep the lights on at Casa de Jerry Lou. And, um, well, I guess these are, this is the parts that I hate the, the, that we got to do to get the show better, evidently. But it's like, if you're listening already, like follow, subscribe, like, you know, just look at what, where you're listening. Keep your eyes on the road. If you're driving, keep your eyes on the road right now. I swear. I swear to God, much like a bar that overserved somebody and they went and got a DUI. If you run off the road right now, when I tell you to do something on your phone, God bless you, but don't do it. Anyways rate subscribe review give us five stars but then say we're pieces of crap like say something funny in the reviews i'm waiting for ty to get me back some good reviews but i appreciate all the good ones too and um i give you the show email but after all the times i've done it nobody's ever emailed us so fuck it matt the reason no no I, 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 i'm just gonna tell you the one reason why i said is patrick reed the future jack nicholas and after you hear what i say you might not have much to ruminate on where it's like oh i see what you mean that's it. But I was listening to, excuse me, I was listening to Kit Man tell a story on, he does story time, one of his segments. And he's talking about how he met Jack and Arnie in the same day. And I forget what year it was. This was probably when they were both doing like maybe not quite a senior tour event because Jack was still trying to compete and win. But people tend to forget that Arnie had his army. Everyone loved Arnold Palmer. It was very impossible to hate him. But Jack Nicholas, for the first few years of his career, was viewed as that fat kid from Ohio that was going to take Arnie down. Nobody liked That's the look correct. of him. Nobody liked correct. his attitude. And to be fair, Jack really didn't have the best attitude either. He was not aggressive for the time, but it was kind of a little bit like, hey, I'm here to win, so leave me alone. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But if we're talking in comparison to the Aaron, to all the other athletes or whatever, Lee Trevino is way more amiable than that or whatever. So the only reason why I said, now granted, he's years behind. 
but is Patrick Reed the next Jack Nicholas? I'm, I'm, have you all recovered like getting the barf out of your mouth and ears from me saying that, folks? If he turns into that, how would we view his career right now? I guarantee you we would forget about it. We would be sitting here 20 years later going, remember when we used to talk about this guy cheating all the time? And then like whether he turned over a new leaf or just beat everybody by 20 strokes from here on out? I mean, what say you? No. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not going to hear a ridic- more ridiculous take than that. I just thought, it, and I thought of that as we I, were- I, 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 Yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, I, again, it, it, it's very multi-layered, but it, there's the fact that, you know, it, yes, he is a, he's a great golfer. He's a world-class top 10 golfer in the world. That's not to be debated. Un- unfortunately, he burnt a lot of bridges getting to where he is. He's continuing uh, to burn. Are we talking about Pat Reed? We're talking about Patrick Reed. Because he, this uh, said Patrick Reed has a lifetime exemption on the Euro Tour. Should we bring that little tidbit up? I mean, uh, Watson, uh, that's Tom. Uh, Palmer, that's Arnold, not Ryan. And uh, Nicholas, that's Nicholas, are three quarters of the four American uh, Cole Sarts. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank, no, thank you. Uh, um, but honestly, there's four PGA Tour players or four American golfers that have lifetime exemption on the European Tour. Hagen would have been five if he didn't piss them off and change things so well 100 years ago. But Patrick Reed's one of them. When that happened two years ago, I thought, this is like us landing on the moon, but we didn't advertise it. This is a humongous tidbit or story. Or yeah, whatever. I, Come on. That has I, to mean something. The guy I, has to be good at something other than golf. Why, does, why is he in some circles like the Don? I, I I don't know. I, we have to I, ask these questions. We can't just bandwagon does, and beat them up because it's too easy. I'm to I'm them. I'm pointing at my brain. I'm pointing straight into my two ears. Going does not compute. Like it just. I don't know. I Are you recalculating. Did you just drive into a lake or something? I mean, stonks, man, stonks. After this week, stonks. That's all I know. I to be honest, I don't know. But to get back to your original take, Sorry. like. it's just he's burned too many bridges he's had all these accusations he for the life like he is a top five i I believe this win takes him into the top five in the world golf rankings if not very close and and he can't even get a freaking not that maybe he doesn't want one i know he builds his own clubs i know they all do no club sponsor no clothing sponsor nobody needs today's dog we they don't Especially when it comes to equipment, you'd be a fool to have your set matching. Top I, I I agree with you. I I'm brand agnostic. Whatever works, that's the way you should do it. Rep TXG to experience oh, golf. Oh, right, there's right. you and TXG again. Oh, rep rep Los Angeles Dodgers rep, 2020 World Champs. Yeah, we'll rep in the boys. Okay. Ian Fraser okay. and, and and the YouTube channel. Uh, you know, brand agnostic. Anyways, ooh, that's a good one. Link Soul. Do like do like your stuff. Anyways, the, the moral of the story is. I, I believe that these issues will follow him no matter how successful he is. Will he win 15 majors like Tiger? No. Will he win 18 majors like Jack? No. And these are not hot takes. Don't look at me like I'm, I'm some freaking psychic. If he wins five, five is a top 10 all-time career. Five is Hall of Fame. Oh, my wow. God. Can you believe what I just said? How about I just blow your recalculating brain right there? Patrick Reed, Hall of Fame golfer. Think about that for a moment. Yeah, the guy's technically, right now might be in. 
Yeah, might uh, with his Ryder Cup. Oh, I would say. We, oh, when we get off this recording, I'm gonna tweet that. I gotta ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this is like so, me looking at this, this. I have a full pie in my hand. I'd be like, "Hey, you want to see me throw this on the floor?" <laughs> so so it, it 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 pains me. I I, I love to talk about. Patrick Reed, the golfer, because yes, I marvel at his his wedge play, his short game. I I love his game from 125 yards and in. But Patrick Reed, the golfer, I just can't. It 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 makes me cringe and, and boil inside to talk about him. So I'm okay. done talking it, about him. Okay, so hold on. All right. I do have I, want, I do have one request for you this week. And that's to put out a poll, and we will talk about it on next week's podcast. Okay, listen. I know you're done talking about it. I just want to ask it one more time so we can have a really great video soundbite or whatever. But honestly, just think about this sentence, Smitty. Patrick Reed, Hall of Fame golfer. What do you got? I believe someday his career will indicate that he is a World Golf Hall of Famer. Yes. Oh, fine. He said yes. (laughs) No, the thing is, I'm going to dress that video up into a tweet. I can't stop watching a hockey game behind you. I love it. I, I, I got to dress. I don't have cable at my house. Uh, I, I can't, I gotta, I'm going to dress up the tweet not to be like, we got him to admit it. I'll, I'll dress up the tweet to be like, just chew on this sentence. Don't do that. <laughs> just chew on this sentence for one minute because we're entering a realm where, I mean, Bubba Watson's a Hall of Fame golfer. I mean, come on. It's uh, Yep. Now you're right. Ooh, ooh, Two I kinda, green jackets. I, this is a, this is going to be interesting. I, I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I got to edit up the video, but I mean, I, I kind of, man, the only reason why I want to take the video was me asking because Are you, you, you're going to take it out of context and post it. I know you're going to be a son of a bitch like that, but no, honestly, the, the video part is to help it be remain in context. And that I don't think if I, if I were to just tweet right now, think about it, folks, Patrick Reed, hall of fame golfer i'll get banned from twitter for at least a week don't you think i mean just in terms of how the algorithms will melt the fuck down and i will lose all 1000 plus of my followers just because they, they thought i had a stroke and i'm never going to tweet again so what's the you might you might again? you you might get unbanned and rebanned multiple times from Reed golf so well, no it's from his team i'm sure me and Pat Reed have nothing from from use golf facts i'm the one asking if patrick reed should be in the hall of fame but they'll never know that because i'm blocked <laughs> now we'll finish up the show really quick because uh we've been going almost on an hour here but uh this actually isn't going to be a very big thing to talk about near the end of the show but honestly i was given everything that's happened in the past 40 hours golf wise i was googling some of the biggest cheaters in golf to be like well who's a notorious person who's like in a patrick reed situation or blah 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 came up with a lot of douchebags but honestly i came across a website that said like the top seven biggest cheaters in golf Two of them were Tiger Woods, and they and it was about like his marriage scandal and like something else. It had nothing to do with on the course issues whatsoever. So Patrick Reed tops the list. Um, they even included Sergio Garcia just being an asshole, spitting in cups and like hitting and scraping up the bunkers. I mean, it's like okay, not a cheater, but still a douchebag. I, I jokingly said Matt Kuchar, but that's strictly a fiscal thing. Um, but then the one that I saw that uh, that my wife brought up that was very very good. And I, because at first I'm like, huh? But then I thought, oh, quite possibly one of the biggest cheaters in golf. Could it be Adam Scott? A name we didn't mention who was in the, in the running for this tournament, but a class act, a, an immaculate ball striker, and hopefully will win two more majors in his career. But the whole anchoring thing, Matt, how can you, here's a little sliver of coach's corner. How can you prove or not prove a via Altuve buzzer under the Jersey style if somebody's anchoring or not? Do we have to use contact tape 
or like uh, or some gum? What is it? Uh, no, I'm actually just going to, as you referred to me as the stack guy earlier this week on Twitter, um, <laughs> I'm going to go straight. I'm going to go straight to his putting stats. And well, say, I, was, I was hoping you, I was hoping you wouldn't, but <laughs> um, uh, I, you know, anchoring is yes, it, it's a very sensitive subject. You got Bernhard Longer, you've got Webb oh. Simpson, you've got Adam Scott, and, and you know what? Whatever, you know. You have to again take them at their word, right? That's it's the class acts tour, as a other podcast likes to call it. You just have to take them for their word and say, you know what, you're a class act. I know you're not lying. You're, I know you're not cheating. Move on. Um, one name that is is very rarely brought up is VJ Singh. VJ Singh has a lifetime ban from the Asian tour um, due to some cheating, not allegations, but I believe confirmed cheating from the like early nineties, like early mid nineties before he was a big name on tour. Um, so unfortunately it, it is something was, that will always was, happen in any sport, baseball. So what, what did he do? Did he put talcum powder on his golf balls? What? I, I that's, no, not I, that's not a pun. I, it's not a pun. I believe it was, you know, some coerced, incorrect scorecard signing some illegal drops things like that like blatant like blatant blatant use of the rules towards his advantage um yeah i would have to go back and, and try to search articles in our in archives but he does have a lifetime ban from the euro asian tour so um yeah well uh do you got anything for Coach's Corner? Because, I mean, like I said, really, other, Patrick Reed is rewriting the books right now in terms of biggest cheats in golf. I will still maintain a, a, a gangplank of hope that he is strictly just as, as dumb as I'm assuming he is, maybe, or oblivious or entitled or all the above. But uh, you mm-hmm. got anything else for Coach's Corner? I mean... I, I don't this week. I think, um, you know, we were provided a lot of things to talk with. And uh, as things start maybe getting a little warmer here and the golf season starts swinging and maybe I'll have something uh, short up for next week, but I do not this week. Well, that's, that's mighty big. Yeah. And uh, well, I guess the that coach's quarter segment brought to you by old McDonald's drive through need golf on the go. Try old McDonald's drive through Smitty. You can find him on the Twitter machine. Mostly. Uh, well, here's a cell phone number. At, no, I'm kidding. Uh, you can find him on the Twitter machine at Bomb Squad Matt, exactly like it's spelled and sounds. I'm Jerry Lou Looper on the Twitter machine, and that's about it. And uh, you can also find me caddying at Bandon Dunes. Please hire me. My my car is broken, and I need to make some papers to make uh, to get a new car because uh, this podcast uh, does not pay. I mean, it pays to play, but uh, I don't know where I'm going with that anymore. <laughs> I gotta admit the. Uh, the I, I'll do a little breakdown of the uh, the the truly uh, let's see the truly iced tea mix pack yes we'll do the Jeff Goldblum scale yes 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 I didn't get to the lemon tea because that's the regular flavor but we have a I'll do it on a scale of ten gold blooms we have the peach tea hard seltzer I, I give it six out of ten gold blooms yes and then we have the strawberry tea hard seltzer that gets eight out of ten gold blooms and then the raspberry tea seltzer nine and a half gold blooms yes Maddie. It was good talking to you, buddy. Same. Always a pleasure. Shout out to one active listener and tweeter, Big Sim Sim. Oh, yeah. I know who that is. That's Sean, right? That is. Do you know him in real life? 
he used to work with him at the Muni. He's a Muni boy. God bless his soul. All right, Muni Warner. Oh, yeah, I just fucked up the landing there. Muni Warrior. <laughs> Big Sim. All right, y'all. Oh, I lost my buttons, but uh, ah, screw it. We'll see you next week. Uh, all bay doors open. Bombs a fucking way.